Investing should be easy, right? For most people, though, the process of investing can be daunting and savvy investing impossible. Here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we don't think it should be that way. So we asked two of our financial consultants to share their advice with you so you can spend your time enjoying your life, career, and family. With over a decade of experience in wealth management and a career as a Wall Street analyst, Christian Chapluha helps clients think through their investment strategy and work towards achieving their goals. I believe success in investment management centers around knowledge and confidence. Using history and math, we develop an investment plan to help our clients pursue their goals while managing risk. With more than 20 years of experience in the financial services industry, Tom Davia wants investors to know the importance of having and updating a comprehensive wealth management plan. My approach is very matter of fact. I'm never pushy or high pressure. My goal is to educate each person and show them how each piece of the investment plan will benefit them. Christian and Tom are here to walk us through the fundamentals of investing so we can make informed and better decisions with our money and what we need to do to prepare for the road ahead. Hi there, I'm Brooke Jakey. I'm not only the producer of this podcast, I work full time, I'm a mom and a wife and a daughter of two retired parents. I think a lot about planning for my family's future and making sure my parents will be set as they get older. I'm happy to be here with our experts and hosts, Christian and Tom, to ask the questions I think a lot of us have. Hello, welcome back to Invest Savvy, advice you need to know. Today, we want to cover Roth IRA conversions, what they are, the basic rules around them, who might want to consider them as part of their retirement plan, and strategies that we can share with you to get the most out of your retirement savings. So let's go ahead and start with the basics. Brooke, we're going to talk about a lot of information today. The basics of these traditional Roth IRAs, who it affects, who it's good for, and many other nuggets. But just a quick analogy to kind of put this all together. Think of a Roth IRA as a tree that could grow bigger and bigger over time. Now think to yourself, wow, I only had to pay taxes on the seed that grew that tree. And that's a helpful analogy for the Roth IRA and our topic today of Roth conversions. Good visual. Christian, would you tell us about traditional IRAs versus Roth IRAs? How are they related and what's the difference between them? Think of them as two different types of IRAs. IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. There are two types that are allowed under current tax law. One is a traditional IRA and a close cousin is a rollover IRA. Those are the two account types that offer a tax deduction on contributions up to the allowed contribution limit. A Roth IRA, on the other hand, doesn't offer a deduction, but like Tom mentioned, it does offer tax-free growth on any gains, whether that's interest income or dividends or capital gains. There are also no required minimum distributions at age 72 and beyond. As a reminder, withdrawals of earnings prior to age 59 and a half or prior to the account being open for five years, whichever is later, may result in a 10% IRS penalty tax. Other limitations, restrictions can apply. And where does Roth come from? The Roth IRA was initially established in 1997 and went to effect in 1998 as part of the Taxpayer Relief Act. Senator William Roth of Delaware was its chief sponsor. So, Christian, tell me, why are we focusing on Roth IRAs and conversions? What is it that makes them special? 
couple of different reasons. Number one is that we just came out of tax season and people are starting to think about what they should do for the current tax year. Number two, there's a lot of talk legislatively about the future of the Roth IRA. So the more we can do in advance of that, the better. Thirdly, any decisions around a Roth in earlier years will put more time on our side so that clients can realize the benefits of either contributing or doing a conversion earlier. Additionally, in times of market volatility, as is the case at the time of this recording, a Roth conversion today at lower account values may set you up for even more tax-free distributions in the future with a potential market rebound. The tax due on a conversion is lower whenever asset prices are lower. However, please remember, when converting a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, you will owe ordinary income taxes on any previously deducted traditional IRA contributions and on all earnings. And that if you are required to take a minimum distribution, which we generally refer to as an RMD in the year you convert, you must also do so before converting to a Roth IRA. What would be the reason for someone to choose a Roth over a traditional IRA? Roth contributions have income qualifications, depending on how people file their taxes, whether individual or married. If you feel tax rates will be higher in the future due to your income or a change in tax code, you might go with a Roth IRA instead of a traditional IRA. If, on the other hand, you feel taxes will be lower during retirement, you might prefer a traditional IRA. There are other factors, but Tax expectations are a main driver of the decision-making process. should always consult with your CPA or tax advisor to determine how taxes may affect your situation before making a Roth IRA conversion decision. Thanks, Christian. Tom, let's talk about contributions versus conversions. You know, there's kind of a misconception of terms, conversion versus contribution. And really, a contribution means if you have employment earnings and you're still working, you can contribute to your IRA or your Roth IRA. Today, we're talking about conversions. That's when you already have an IRA or pre-tax money in a retirement account, and you want to pay the taxes today and switch it to a Roth IRA. There are some limitations on contributions, but anyone at any time for any dollar amount can convert money from a pre-tax IRA to a Roth IRA. Who would potentially benefit from a conversion? It might be someone who exceeds the income thresholds for contributions and perhaps has a view on taxes being higher in the future. If there are low income years on the horizon, they could take an opportunity to do a Roth conversion in one year or multiple years. Beneficiary strategy, state planning might also factor into a decision. Consider that conversions may help manage the taxes you have to pay on your IRA distributions. And they may help create a tax advantage financial legacy for your beneficiaries. As Christian said, the ideal candidate would be somebody who really knows their tax rate today. And we can help with projections to find out what their tax rate might be in the future. So if today's tax rates are less than future tax rates, that's an ideal candidate. All right. And I know this is a huge topic and we could go off on a million different directions, but I'd like to hear from both of you. 
what would be some strategies that you would use when working with a client who says, I'm ready, I'm ready to do a conversion. So what needs to be done to get me through the process? Keep in mind that any conversions will create a higher tax bill in that specific year because you're essentially putting income on your income tax return by doing the conversion. So funds need to be available to pay for those taxes. The benefit is that down the road you save, but it will take some time to realize the gains. We'd normally like to pay less tax on those conversions. So candidates might include someone who has taken time off work or has just retired, which could generate lower income years. Got it. And Tom? Once we've identified, as Christian said, the low income years, I really say there's two ways to go about this, knowing that it's a taxable event. The first way is to think to yourself, how much am I willing to spend out of my pocket to pay for this? So think to yourself next April 15th, when you're doing your taxes, if we do a conversion and it creates another $5,000 of tax liability, are you okay with writing a check for $5,000? Or does that dip into your emergency cash savings? The other way is to maximize your current tax brackets. If you are in between tax brackets, you will want to convert enough to fill up that bracket, which optimizes your current situation. So dividing it up, you don't have to convert all of it to one Roth. You can convert some of it. Yes. What we're talking about now is option number three. Let's do it all. So the government says anyone, anytime for any dollar amount can convert because they want that tax revenue coming in. It really wouldn't make sense for you to convert all your dollars because you're going to push yourself into a higher tax bracket. So what we really want to do, we want a systematic conversion plan each year, looking at where you fall into the tax brackets and converting enough to stay within that same bracket. Are you telling me I need to meet with a financial consultant who can help me determine what the amount is that I should convert? Yeah, Brooke, I'm telling you, it's an excellent idea to talk to a financial consultant as well as your CPA or tax advisor. (laughs) Okay, I always want to know, what's this going to cost? What's the fee? Well, there's a nominal or administrative fee to convert an IRA, but there's no additional planning or advisory fees. However, do keep in mind the tax consequences. And we know we're at historically low tax rates and the tax cost today could be substantially lower for you than in the future. If I decided to do a Roth conversion, could that decision impact other areas of my financial plan? Yes. On a number of fronts, it can impact the timing of cash flows, the amount of taxes paid over time with respect to post-tax income and investment rates. Also, Social Security taxation and Medicare expenses It's a bit of a Rubik's Cube to understand all the repercussions of a Roth conversion. As planners, we're always looking to stretch benefits and reduce costs. So the timing of a conversion needs to be understood, whether that takes place over time or all at once. When you're kind of forced to take an RMD, then you don't have as much control over what you're getting. So I imagine some people would like to have just the money as a steady stream of income but others would rather have control over that schedule and flow and take it from other sources. Is that the case? That's a great question. As financial consultants, we would discuss financial planning and the assumptions we use. 
One assumption is going to be the sequence of withdrawals from cash accounts, taxable investments, and then retirement accounts. Another assumption is what happens under the RMDs, which is when the IRS forces you to pay taxes on those tax-deferred dollars. Consider that we often expect that tax rates might go up in the future, but we can't be certain that they will. The tax code, like many things, is difficult to predict. There are some scenarios where tax rates will actually go down, and a Roth conversion can lead to potential losses versus gains over time. Again, if you are making and spending less in retirement, your tax rate might be much lower. A Roth conversion is not always a slam dunk. Since we're talking about choices and changes in your income, changes in your life, let's talk about when we go from married to single due to death or divorce. How does that impact your retirement account and your choices there? The thing you want to watch here is the marginal tax brackets. They're bigger for married filing jointly and shrink down for an individual filer. A single filer or surviving spouse for our discussion goes through the tax brackets a lot quicker than a married couple who's filing jointly. Now, the problem for a surviving spouse is wanting or needing the same level of income as when they were married. Generally, there's a loss of Social Security income and more money needs to be withdrawn from the retirement accounts, which creates more taxes. If a client is able to take advantage of lower tax rates and the Roth conversions while married, that extra supplemental income to the surviving spouse could be tax-free. Does that also then apply to beneficiaries when the IRA rolls over into the beneficiary's hands? Well, we have a different can of worms for the beneficiaries. This used to be easy a few years ago. Beneficiaries were able to stretch an IRA over their entire life. A little bit of tax each year for 20 or 30 or 40 years, and it was a great situation. But then along came the SECURE Act. The SECURE Act had a lot of benefits for retirees, but it had one takeaway for beneficiaries, that you can no longer stretch the payments over your lifetime. You have to take the money out over 10 years. Now, we want our kids to do well and have good jobs and a good career, but say my daughter has a good income and her spouse has a good income, and then we add more taxable income from an inherited IRA. We've created a tax problem where you could potentially have your IRA proceeds taxed at 37%. That's not the most tax-efficient wealth transfer approach. So long story short, if you pay the taxes now on a conversion, it will provide money tax-free to your beneficiaries. That's where we have to really think through the motivation for these accounts and who the ultimate beneficiaries are, whether it's ourselves or our children or our spouse, because the tax consequences, the cash flows, even the investment returns, all of those will be different under those three scenarios. Keep in mind also the rule of 72, which suggests an 8% return will result in a doubling of our money every nine years. Over decades, that leads to large gains. At some point, an IRA of maybe a million dollars could turn into three or four million dollars a few decades down the road. When the dollars get larger, the tax consequences for beneficiaries can be very material. Well, I definitely want to be dealing in millions. <laughs> Our job, yes. Our job as advisors is to help create and solve those types of problems. It sounds like a good problem to have. 
Now, I remember that Congress considered proposals about Roth IRAs in 2021. And Christian, you mentioned legislative changes as well. Where do these discussions stand? The Build Back Better draft bill was approved by the House in November 2021 and sought to limit large balanced retirement accounts and restrict Roth IRA conversions for high income earners, including single filers above 400K and married filing jointly above 450,000. Whether these draft proposals come to pass is a question mark, especially in an election year. But there is more awareness than ever around Roth conversions and more attention being paid by both taxpayers and lawmakers. So stay on the lookout for tax updates. And in 2026, if there are no changes in legislation, tax rates could go higher. Thanks, Christian. Okay, let's head to the advice of the day. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Consider how a conversion may affect you personally, your spouse, and your beneficiaries. And Christian? Don't put all your eggs into one tax basket. A little planning goes a long way to improve after-tax returns. Let's go to the points we covered in the episode. How does a Roth IRA differ from a traditional IRA? It comes down to what you'll project you'll pay in taxes. Someone might want to choose a traditional IRA if they feel taxes will be lower during retirement. They might choose a Roth IRA if they see tax rates being higher in the future due to income or a tax code change. In deciding to do a conversion, what do I need to consider? Keep in mind that this is a taxable event, so you have to decide how much am I willing to spend out of pocket to pay for these taxes. You can also choose to look at your tax brackets. If you're in between brackets, you can convert enough to fill up that bracket without going over into the next one. And one final thought. Once you do a Roth conversion, it's permanent. A few years ago, there was something called recharacterization or a redo. The SECURE Act did away with that. So we want to make sure we do the proper financial planning before the conversion to make sure this is in your best interest. Thank you to our hosts, Tom and Christian. Next month, we'll introduce you to another member of our team, Denver-based financial consultant, Kim Kennedy. We'll talk with Kim about investing habits, risks, and goals unique to women. You can find episodes of Invest Savvy on Apple and Google Podcasts and all major platforms or on our website. We invite you to follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn for new episodes and educational webinars and articles. Just search for ARIS, A-R-I-S, Alliant to like and follow. Thank you for listening to Invest Savvy, advice you need to know. To learn more about our hosts, Kristen Chupluha and Tom Davia, and the team at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, please visit our website at aris.alliantcreditunion.com. If you have questions for our hosts, you can submit them through our website or email investment-services at alliantcreditunion.com. Kristen Chupluha and Thomas Davia are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker dealer. Member FINRA SIP SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. Alliant Credit Union and Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, ARIS, are not registered as a broker dealer or investment advisor. 
advisor. Registered representatives of LPL offer products and services using ARIS and may also be employees of Alliant Credit Union. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of Alliant Credit Union or ARIS. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by NCUA or any other government agency, not credit union guaranteed, not credit union deposits or obligations may lose value. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss. Neither LPL Financial nor its registered representatives offer tax or legal advice. Always consult a qualified tax advisor for information as to how taxes may affect your particular situation. 